Episode 15, Shot in the Dark. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. I am your game master, Jeff. i uh, got several, <laughs> several players around the table right here uh, as we're doing uh, various shadow puppets. Uh, anyway, welcome back. Uh, we had an interesting, uh, an interesting last episode. Nearly lost a, a few people. So uh, what happened last week? Chased well, to almost awkward. death. So let's, restart. let's Anyways, try that again. Let's restart. Let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally, this happened 45 minutes ago. How do you forget? <laughs> so what happened last week? So last week. Yes. On the Lolly Goggers podcast. No, on Wait. the adventures. God damn it. <laughs> let's start again. I'm just going to start again. I'm just going to start all from the very beginning. Okay, here we go. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. I'm your game master, Jeff. And uh, we got uh, a bunch of very perky, <laughs> perky <laughs> players sitting around the table this week. Uh, really eager to dive into this week's episode because of the events of last week. So what happened last episode, everybody? So, last week. Okay. On the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We started out in the... Abbey? Yes, we are over by the Abbey air quote. Yeah, we were in the yeah, Sunbear, I, mean, Sunbear I wasn't here the week before, so I'm sure, sure, sure. a little loose yeah, on that. Yeah. yeah. All, right, all right, so we started there, and then uh, someone whose name I'm sure everyone else knows but me. Erwin, you got it, right? You know the name? Reinhold? Reinhold, yeah. That's correct. Yeah, Reinhold. It's Reinhold. Yep. Uh, he uh, he is uh, escorting us up to where... Gabriel? Yeah, what? he was... Gabriel. You, you were, you Gabriel. Was specific, oh, my freaking no. gosh. 15 episodes. <laughs> Gabriel. Two freaking syllables. Oh, my God. Gabriel. ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, the idea was that he was going to take you to the site where they found the the bodies of some of the crew that... Or some of the Limer crew that was working with Gabriel. But not him. But not him. Dun, dun, dun. dun He's been dun, there before, right? Dun. Reinhold. Yes, he was. Uh, he at the behest of Madeline uh, went and investigated. So, but didn't really find anything. Didn't really help. Just sort of did a solid for another member of the Sunbear Abbey. Uh, okay, so you guys headed there. Anything? It was a pretty smooth ride. Oh, no, no problem. You asked no me issues. where I was sleeping again. No, <laughs> yeah, that's honestly like where you sleep. Like something bad's about to happen. All we know is clearly Emily chose a bad side of the river. I actually, y'all actually chose, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did ask you at a certain point, did you want to continue past the river? Uh, and you all said yes. Oh, we Emily chose said poorly. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, people supported that decision. And uh, you were uh, attacked in the middle of the night by... We, uh, Ursok. Yeah, Ustuk, or Ustuk. Mother Ustuk, which is some a very large creature. Uh, like a really massive polar bear. Yeah. Not uh, some, some people who watch a certain AMC... Uh, television show. Uh, the Walking know. Dead? Nope, not that Breaking one. Bad. Might know I'm ripping yeah. some stuff up. That's okay. It's all homage. Uh, so anyway, that creature came and chased you all back to the other side of the river, nearly killing both Bear, who it was able to find Bear's hiding place, but some quick thinking by Emily distracted this creature enough so that you all can begin a chase scene. We had our first chase scene. Kind of fun. 
Uh, uh, terrifying. A little terrifying. I tried. I tried to. I tried to make it a little terrifying. Uh, and Bruno fell behind a couple of times and nearly got tackled, but fortunately was able to use some coordination, resisting and some some fortune points to He's get away. So elusive, right? He is. <laughs> I'm trying to visualize it because, like, because <laughs> like I'm not trying to make fat jokes here or anything like that, but. You Bruno is jumps. corpulent like that, that. That's his body frame. And he's just running as fast as he can. But this like 12 foot tall, like massive polar bear is like, I like it makes sense down. that he got caught. I think it does. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then you managed to get away, lost a few things along the way yeah. and then My continued shield. on and eventually made it not to the site. But you stopped along the way at this other grove where it appears that you uh, stumbled into the PHC site, the current PHC site by. Yeah. They're there kind of going through this Ironwood Grove. You talk to Aubrey Hogg, who was the forewoman that you were directed to by Sel- by Zelda from, from town. And you also spoke briefly with Hema, uh, Hema Isaac, who rumor has it, maybe kind of could have been romantically inclined. Yes, that's that's correct, Keith. Yes, they uh, were romantically inclined. He was doing the universal symbol for that. Uh, so <laughs> you didn't really get a whole lot of info. Uh, the investigation... Well, they, I guess I guess the questions, the interrogations you were asking, like you were with, with Aubrey Hogg, she just didn't like the fact that you brought up Sophia some sort of very specific, like formal legal thing, and she got yeah. a little nervous. And then with Hema, she just was really suspicious of just some random strangers coming yeah. out of the woods and suddenly asked them, ask her about like a person that rumor has it she cared about. I think we managed to find out that uh, his friend's body wasn't like. Yes. Destroyed like everyone yes, was telling true. us. Absolutely. People kept saying that, oh, his body was missing and his friend was just ripped to pieces. But in actuality, it was just like mm-hmm. peacefully rested there. That's true. So that is suspicious. Okay. He's died of old age. And so we ended where we're going to start right now with you all asleep and Emma Lee waking up with a feel of cold metal on her neck and a hand over her mouth so she can't scream. And when her eyes open, she is face to face with the pixie cut Hema Isaac with a burn going down one side of her face. And she says something to the effect of, who are you really? What have you done with him? And then she very slowly removes her hand from your mouth. And she says, if you scream, I will cut you. And you believe her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. She's yeah. telling you the truth. Okay. Uh, Master Zyger. Gabriel's father hired us to search for him because he's concerned that Madeline had something to do with his disappearance. She kind of looks at you really quick, sizing you up and down. Doesn't remove the dagger, but she says, And what has your investigation turned up so far? Not as much as we would like, but... We have found that Madeline has is rapidly trying to describe about the descent between the sun bears and that somebody did this an attack uh, against her to, to deflect, saying that Gabriel was murdered because of her. She just looks kind of confused as like her forehead crinkles for a moment. She like looks off to the side, takes her eyes off you. You can feel the metal slowly release. And then she sits back, takes it away, keeps it in her hand, though. She says really quietly, I can't talk here. Meet me by my ridge. Ten minutes. And then she darts off into the darkness. Okay. 
So Emily, I'm laying next to Bruno. Okay. And I just kind of lean over and I start hitting him. Don't actually have to hit Ashley's him. actually going <laughs> to right now. Getting into that role play. And she's like, Bruno, be quiet. But wake up. What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have much of a choice when you hit me four times. And then, and, a, and then Emily just kind of like rolls her eyes and she's like, Emma just came into our camp and held a knife to my throat. She wanted to know why we were here in search of Capro. What, what did you tell her? I told her that we thought that maybe Madeline had something to do with her disappearance, or with his disappearance. Okay. And how did she take that? Now she wants me to go speak with her. In ten minutes. Alone? She didn't say. She just left. I'm assuming so, because she only came to speak to me. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know how much you can trust her. She held a knife to your throat. I mean... But if you want to, I mean, I'm... Very sneaky. I can stay a little bit behind. Just, if I don't come back in like 20 minutes, come back up and meet us at the ridge. How how am I supposed to keep track of 20 minutes? I mean... Okay, I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. You can just... I'll count as high as I can. Okay, Bruno, just... Oh my god. (laughs) Emily just kind of like rolls him back over and just ignores him. (laughs) Okay. And she kind of just goes over quickly to Erwin. She crouches down next to him and she's like, Erwin, wake up. Why didn't you hit him? What's going on? Shut up, Bruno. Bruno, just shut up. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. And she goes over and she's like, Erwin, I'm going to go head up to the ridge. And if I'm not back in 20 minutes, then I need you to come up and meet me up there. But be quiet about it. Okay. Um, sure. Waking up not really knowing what's going on or why that's happening. Uh, I'm with you, buddy. I will uh, sit up and go through and start thinking on how I'm going to be sneaky about going up to a ridge. Bruno's a county with all <laughs> like ten fingers. Okay. All right. So, are you doing anything else before you head up there? Uh, or you head to face the final boss? I'll go face the final boss. Okay. Where are you sleeping, though, tonight? <laughs> Just kind of curious. Oh, God. Just random, random question. Alone on the ridge. Nah, all right, so you head up to that ridge line where she was. You can see that the coals of whatever it was that she was using in that big tin drum have certainly died down, but it's definitely warmer up here, like as if it's still sort of smoldering to some degree. Uh, you can see off to the side she set up a tent. Um, when you go up to it, Jeff, like a minute after she leaves, I'm going to hit her and, and be like, dude, this, this, this follow her. Come on. Okay. We, we won't get close, but just she, she said to wait. Yeah. I've known her longest. I know what's best. I, I'm team captain. I don't think that it's best to get caught and get her in trouble. I don't know what's going on because she didn't tell me, but if you want to follow her, we she should send... She held a knife to her throat, so I don't trust who she's going to go talk to. Come on. We, don't we, go, we won't get that close. I mean, we could get Chovy. He's pretty small. Nah, there's too many people. Okay. I'll me and you are elusive enough. I'll go with him. Okay. So why don't you both of you make a uh, secret stealth test? You guys test. are gonna get me killed. Yeah. Roll well, it. that's a fa- oh, that's so roll seven. roll it out standard and just dummy roll. Thirty five. Seventy. Okay. Do you want to keep that? Yeah, I mean, I, I gave us an extra point anyways. You know. Okay. You earned it. Yeah. This right. is a, I'm treating myself. You know. Good deal. I'm just gonna go ahead and ask for a new one. Oh, did you <laughs> oh buddy. I did this to myself. 
I'll get to cheat myself again in a little bit. All right. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the crit fail. And uh, we, well, you do have an extra fortune point. Emily, you're back up. There's yeah. a tent you can see off to the side, uh, separate from the rest of the camp. What do you want to do? I just kind of, like, quietly call out, Hema? Hema? No response. It's very dark. Can't really see much. The moon's out tonight, but you're, in, you're under tree cover, so only a little bit's coming through here and there. Do I notice anything else around besides, or is it just the tent? Uh, it looks like there is some tools, like a some sort of tongs, it looks like, probably to reach in and grab some stuff uh, from the tin drum. Nothing noticeable. There looks to have been a small campfire that uh, maybe was like a cooking fire, I mean, uh, and like a pot next to it. Okay. It seems to have been cleaned out. I just kind of get a little bit closer to the tent, and I, I continue to call out, Emma. Still no response. Okay. I will look in the tent. As you open up the flap and you look inside, you can see a bedroll on the ground. No one in it. You see a change of clothes, neatly folded to the left. You see it looks to be a lamp, not not turned on, or not turned on, not filled with, with light. Not gotcha. turned on. That was the stupidest <laughs> way to put that. But you see it there. You don't hear anything. As you have the flap open, you can hear a, some sort of creaking, like a like a slight little creak, and then a cock, and you realize it's a crossbow boat. And you hear a voice come from somewhere in the darkness around you, and it just says, I've got this trained on you. If you answer one question the way I don't want to hear, I will let this boat go. And your friends will never find the body. Okay. Who do you really work for? Master Zyger. Gabriel and his father haven't spoken in years. Madeline sent a letter to Master Zyger saying that he has gone missing. And she was requesting him to come out here to search for Gabriel. But unfortunately, he is too old to be able to make the travel up here in the winter months. So he hired us to be able to come up here and search and find out what happened to Gabriel. So before you even finish the sentence, you hear the bolt fly and it lands at your feet right in your ground, right in the ground. And she says, tell the truth. You can walk away from this. At the Abbey that we stopped by, we have a chest that Master Zyger sent us with and it has our letter that proves that we were commissioned by him to come and search for Gabriel. At the Abbey. Yes. Conveniently several days away from here. And then boom, another bolt flies out as it lands right at your feet, like digging into the ground, and you hear from the distance. At this point, you can kind of triangulate where she's probably mm -hmm. coming from, even though it looks like she may have moved slightly on the second shot. The tries, the charm. Quite frankly, I don't know what you want to hear. I know that I was hired and commissioned by Master Zyger to come find out what happened with Gabriel. Shh. Did you hear that? We're not alone. And so you hear a slight shuffling down the ridgeway a bit, like the way you came, mm -hmm. not the direction that you heard her voice coming from. And then you see like the, the like a slight little flutter of shadow move past you behind the tent. And then you hear the cocking of the crossbow bolt once more. That's a critical success uh, shot on this I crossbow dodged. boat. 
on uh, it's critical success you can <laughs> so uh so yeah so this so as both bruno and erwin are stealthily trying to move up the ridge line a bolt comes up from the darkness above hitting bruno squarely right in the chest there's a perfect shot you will take 12 points of damage right in the chest square you can feel it just hit and sink into your clothes at this point how do you respond to that uh, by the way i'm moderately wounded now um okay. i rolled a five okay if you're I good for it i'm ready you're good right, so it's a six you need um i'm gonna take this hostile mm-hmm. i mean as far as i know you know she's must have been looking out for people okay roll uh, for initiative selfie. i think i think we should probably roll for initiative at this point okay so go ahead and do that Ooh. Okay. Did anyone roll below a 10? Okay, what'd you roll? Four. What a four? Wow. No, it's four plus your thing. So what'd you roll? 12. Okay. And what did you two roll? 11. 17. All right, so go ahead. Uh, Bruno, you are first in the initiative order. What would you like to do? Ow! You're about 15 yards away from, like, up to the ridgeline where... You know that tin drum was. You can't see anything. It's it's incredibly dark right now. I mean, that bitch just shot me. I'm a, and I start running up. Okay. Take out my sword without my shield, so I feel kind of naked. Mm-hmm. Since I lost that last time. Okay. And you have a you have a crossbow bolt sticking into your chest right now. Oh. Okay. Um, just remember that. I sneakily go up using <laughs> tree cover. Okay. Not so sneakily, you... but like you know, okay. I, I try to keep some cover. You try to keep going. some slight cover. Yeah, that bit does make more sense. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Erwin, what do you want to do? Actually, no, Emily, what do you want to do? Sorry. Emma, stop. We can discuss this. I would say you don't even know who it is. You heard, I mean, like, you don't know who she was shooting at, what the sound was. He didn't call out or anything. He stinks. He said said specifically he was moving stealthily. So I would say you're not 100% sure that that's anybody. You specifically told Bruno and Erwin to stay back and come after 20 minutes, and it's only been, like, five. So I'm not not sure you would be 100% sure that it's Bruno. Oh, that he is coming up behind me. Yeah, I mean, she shot, but didn't shoot at you. She just said, we're not alone. And then she ran around behind you and shot down the ridge. And I don't know if you would know anything more than that. Yeah. Uh, so then Emily is going to try and move to like a more defensive position. And, and she just kind of like warns her. Or, and she continues to speak out. And she's like, who is it? And she, uh, she just says, I think it was your fat friend. I knew it. I knew you were Elias. I knew you were. You said you were skulking around the shadows. I said, come alone. Simple, simple instructions. You did not say to come alone. You said to meet you up here in ten minutes. Well, I should have said to come alone. I meant it. It was implied. Okay, well, regardless, (laughs) I had to roll over him. Okay. So... Erwin, what do you want to do? I'm going to continue to sneak up through the trees and see if I can find out where it came from. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make it uh, an awareness test, and I would say make it uh, a hard roll. Hard test. Excuse me. Hard's negative 20, right? Yep. Wow. I just failed. I rolled a 24, and I had a 42. So negative 20 is it? can't really pinpoint exactly yeah. where it's at. I mean, you know the general direction, obviously, but you can't pinpoint specifically. And as you look up there, you just see like vague shapes, like kind of gray and black shapes. Can't quite pinpoint it. 
Emma's going to come around and she's going to begin loading her crossbow again. At me or? She's going to, she's going to step out from like her relative hiding place. And so she's just a few yards away from you. And she like let out this sigh and she'll say, if you, if you really are here to help, tell them, tell them to, to drop the weapons. And she looks really frightened, by the way. She looks yeah. panicked and frightened. Tell them to drop the weapons. And then, then we can talk. Emma, you just put your crossbow on the ground. No. You can keep it. No, I'm not putting it on the ground. And she turns it to you at that point. Okay, that's fine. In her hand, you can tell her hand's kind of shaking. She seems Don't really you terrified. Want to find Gabriel? He's dead. How do you know he's dead? He would have. He would have said something. He would have sent sent for if me. If he's in danger, being hunted down, then how do you know that he would be able to contact you? So I'll say, Bruno, what do you want to do at this point? You probably, you guys can probably hear this I'm not being bits and pieces of this, this conversation. Point. Yeah, you can probably hear bits and pieces of the conversation waft down. You can tell that something's going on, but you did get shot in the chest with a crossbow bolt. What do you want to do? Uh, behind a tree, I'll yell out, Emily, are you still alive? She's trying to kill me too. I just put your weapons down and stay there. I did tell you to not come up here until I'm missing for a while. Well, that's stupid. She had a knife to your throat. Of course I was going to come up. So then Emily just looks at Hema and she goes, Don't you agree that if Gabriel was being hunted and unable to contact you, that maybe having more people help you would be the best course of action? What's your, what's your, uh, what's your social quest? Uh, burger. Mm, hamburger. If you're trying to talk her down... I would say it sounds like you're doing either a charm or leadership, maybe. It doesn't sound like you're doing guile, which would be a lie. It doesn't sound like you're trying to intimidate her either. So I would say you can pick one of those two. Whichever okay. one you prefer, leadership or... And I need a point in those. Charm, you don't. Charm, you don't. Charm is a common skill. Okay. The other one you would have to flip the fail if you don't have a point. So I'll try and charm her. And then. it'll be standard. Okay. That's good. Okay, I got a seven. I passed. Okay. So you seem that she's sort of, her eyes start darting around a little bit. You see the crossbow slowly start lowering things really carefully. All right. She kind of sinks, crumbles to the ground a little bit. All right. Tell your friend to come up here. Quietly. Bruno, come up here, but be quiet. Okay. And I limp up there, even though it's my... You know, shoulder that got hit or something. So as you as you see him come up, he's got like right out of like one of his yeah. like one of, like right right out of his one of his pecs like this oh, crossbow Jeff. bolt booby man boob. Yeah, I was trying not to say that, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's definitely not not feeling too great. Erwin, what are you doing? Oh, I'll yell out to Erwin too because I don't I don't know if he's here. No, yet. you don't. His yeah. stealth was pretty high, so like, his stealth rate was good. So. Erwin, you might as well come out too. We're all friends here, right? And now everybody knows that Erwin's there too. <laughs> I'll come out. You're not very good. I got stealthing. shot. Yes, I saw that. Guys, remind you, it's really dark. It's really late at night. It's really quiet. It's really dark. So if you're not like kind of being quiet, if you're just shouting, like you're gonna wake most of the camp. Just yeah. keep oh, that yeah, in mind. Sorry. Okay. So she has she has like collapsed and she's sitting now kind of awkwardly right outside of her tent. 
just sort of breathing and she looks up and she's still got the crossbow bolt but the crossbow that you see is loaded but it's not pointed at anyone at this point it's more kind of pointed and tipped towards the ground I put my sword away I'll put mine away okay and uh and I'll bite down on something like some leather I pull this out I just go up and yank it out what are you guys doing so while this comedy of errors is going on Hema is probably rethinking her willingness and she's probably thinking about shooting all of you again Um, but she says I don't I understand what you're saying but I don't know you you're just strangers and you you show up here and you you say you're you're here to help and those aren't words that are uttered too frequently here. I can't. I'll pull out one of the wood carvings. And I'll say, is this helpful? Does this show that we want to help? And I'll hand her one, the so one that I kept. You see her look at it and like like her fate, her expression just suddenly changes. And she reaches out and she grabs it. And you can see like these, she starts to, like, little tears start cropping up. Sinks even further, lets go of the crossbow as it falls to the ground uh, beside her, and she just kind of cradles it in her hand really briefly. Where did you get this? We are staying at Loudon's place, and he gave us his stuff that was left behind, and it was in there. To take back to his father. Is there anything for me? A letter? No, maybe. There may have been a note. No, but that, I don't... you're pretty sure that wasn't for her. Like, it didn't yeah. sound like that's something he was sending to someone, and since they're in close proximity, it wouldn't yeah. make sense for him to write a long letter. There, there was a note he was sending to possibly his father, but I don't know. It had been some time since he had been in town, from what I was told. He probably kept some things on him. Towards the end, he was very secretive. He kept things from me. And from Ralston, he was into something, I don't know what it was, but he just kept saying he had a plan, and I needed to trust him, and we would be away from here, but he just would never tell me what it was. And Like, in reference of what kind of a plan, surely there was some sort of context into what it we were, was involved in. We were going to leave the ruin. We both earned... Enough to pay off our, our crimes, my debt, and we were staying on. After the winter, we were going to we were going to find the first whaling ship that came out of North Point, and we were going to head east. We were going to leave the monarchy altogether. Did he tell you what his crime was? He was was involved with his sister and. A group, and well, they they set fire to a very important person's home, and they ransacked the office of that same person, and nearly killed their aide. But but it was it was her doing. It was her idea. It was always her idea. He was just going along with it, being a good brother. He was, he was like that. He just wanted people to be happy. Yeah, we've heard very 
Various people say that he was not malicious and always just wanted to make people happy. It was... It was a fault of his, I think. Madeline mentioned that she, as soon as both of their sentences were up, that they were supposed to return, and Gabriel refused. Do you... Did they have an argument, a falling out? They've barely spoken in two years. She was... She was different, he said. She... She changed. She... She hardened. Yeah. That happens sometimes. Some... Some people come here and just... The worst of them becomes hardened. The best of them flees. Others, like Gabriel, they... They cling to something, hope. And he never cared for her decisions to go to the the Abbey. They, he never liked them there. They were very, very strange. They, they didn't, well, they didn't like me. She didn't like me. That was part of the reason they didn't speak. That's terrible. What was the last thing that you remember about before he disappeared? I feel like that there's something that someone is hiding. With There's not enough consistency between the stories. The last thing I saw of him, the last time I spoke, he was... Well... We didn't fight so much as he... He was stressed about something. And like I said, he was secretive. Hiding things, I thought. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but... I asked Ralston to... To keep an eye on him. He'd noticed the change, too. For months, it seemed he was... Maybe... Different. More tired... Staying up late into the air, into the night, all hours. Did he read very much? From time to time, I I think, maybe, yes. Uh, He read some things to me, sometimes. Tried to teach me, but I'm not a quick learner, unfortunately. But he, he walked out of camp. Then Ralston followed. And that was the last I had seen of either of them. So they didn't leave together? No. There's another inconsistency. We were told that they left together. Ralston found me in my tent and said that Gabriel eluded him somehow, which was surprising. Gabriel Gabriel couldn't elude anyone. He was clumsy. He was a bit of an oaf, in fact. But somehow managed to to sneak out of the camp without anyone seeing. But Ralston managed to find a trail and insisted I stay in case he returned and Austin would go off in the night to find him. 
Poor man. He was a good friend to us both. He didn't deserve what happened to him. Did they tell you what happened? He was killed. They found him with the others. Did they tell you that he was killed the same way as the others, or...? You see him kind of reach, or she, her, kind of reach into, like, her jacket, and she kind of pulls out this little token, just kind of almost like a coin, just sort of, like, flips it around in her fingers. No, I managed to get that much out of them. It was different. And she's just kind of playing it in her fingers, like rolling this token across her knuckles. You look at it and it doesn't shine. You realize the moonlight isn't like reflecting off of it. What is that? She flicks it towards you. And you get another clue. So while Ashley is reading that, I'll explain little bit to the rest of you it is a wooden token circular much looks like a coin to the naked eye from a distance but it's a little bigger uh it is about an inch and a half or so in diameter not quite two inches it's like almost like a a fairly big like kind of half dollar or something like that but it's thicker and it's a whittled down wooden token that is got a small hole drilled in one side uh probably for someone to like weave some kind of leather strap through it, like a necklace or a medallion of some kind. Um, it's surprisingly heavy, uh, despite the fact that it's, it's, it's quite small. Uh, and as you're looking at it and kind of flipping it in your hands, you notice that there are these like circular ring pattern in it or ripples that seem to kind of go out like from the, like a tree trunk or a pool of water, something like that. And as you're kind of looking at it, she says, when they found the bodies, Rolston was intact, but the others weren't. And Rolston was lying on his back. His eyes were closed. Face pale and told. And his hands were, were placed across his chest. And in one of his hands, one of his cold hands, they pried that token and then emily is just this has some heft to this is this is this from the iron bro i think so I, gabriel made it for him he was always fiddling the wood here and there he kind of she holds up the boat that you you gave her there's just something to pass the time idle hands and all grown quite good at it and when you're looking at this is actually very intricate mm-hmm. surprisingly intricate it held some importance to Ralston I don't know what he but it was important to him enough that he wore it and carried it with him and he held on to it for his final breaths or someone put it there I don't know do you know if they knew each other prior to coming here? No, they did not. Ralston was here. Or Gabriel was here before Ralston arrived. I was here the longest. And Gabriel. Ralston was here for maybe two years now. You said that you planned on leaving. Where were you going to go? 
You weren't going to go back to the monarchy. We are going to head east to the city of Amos. Find some free peoples, a town somewhere where this monarchy couldn't find us. So when you're looking at the clue, you can make a couple kind of examination tests to see if there's something you more you can glean from it. That's kind of the way the practice works. We did it the other time. Okay. So do you have either folklore or tradecraft? I have... Where's... Well, actually, don't, even, don't even worry about the tradecraft. She kind of gave it away. Um, you have folklore? Yeah. Okay, so you can make a challenging folklore test. Should I re-roll anything? Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of them in there. Can be failing. I made the same roll. You can go again if you want. Yeah. Uh, can I have somebody else try? Uh, I get. I mean, one of the two of them can because they're here. Yeah. I cannot. So if you pass it, if you hand it over to yeah, Erwin to so look at it, to I say, Erwin, you can go ahead if you'd like. Yeah, I'll look at it. Well, that's a fail. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to re-roll and try that. <laughs> All right. Just read. All right, there we go. That's uh, 24. So when you look at this uh, and you start kind of flipping it around, it is, it dawns on you that it has some religious significance actually. Uh, it is one of the lesser-known sigils of the martyr, um, who is more commonly depicted as like an eye with a teardrop coming out of it. But then there are other followers, uh, usually those that aren't necessarily of the monarchy, usually someone outside, like some the free peoples usually, who focus more on like where the tear would be dropping into and they, they tend to refer to it as like a wellspring. Uh, and that it's. It just seems to be a sigil by like some some smaller sect uh, that might be following this uh, the same god, uh, which probably leads you to conclude that that might be what Ralston uh, is. Like that's that's who they that who he followed, and considering that's the case, it's likely that he himself might not have been originally uh, a citizen of the Rhine, and that he is himself trying to to leave. I'll relay that information and sure. uh, just kind of think. Okay. Everything you've said, it kind of sounds like Gabriel might have been there. What do you when, mean? Well, I mean, someone said arms were crossed and that was in his hand. I mean, it's Eyes possible he might have died that way, yeah. I mean, it sounds like someone may, what, might have been there when he died. Or at least found him after he died or as he was dying. It's possible it's you don't think Gabriel would have done it, do you? Of course not. They were like brothers. But you did say he's been acting up. There's a a great bit of distance between being a bit on edge in murdering your best friend. Yeah, and Emma's just kind of like shakes her head in disbelief. She, yeah, I mean, she would probably look at you and she's like, I've. I'm just trying you to look ever, at this from a non-partial point of view. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't think... I don't think Gabra did that. Okay. Well, our plan in the morning is to 
be taken to where it happened and see if we can figure anything else out. I see. You haven't been there yourself, right? Only after they cleared the bodies, they said that it was too gruesome for most people to see. Aubrey was there. She told me a bit about what she saw. What did she say she saw? Bodies were cut to pieces. Did she say if it's seen by like an animal or if it's seen more? That's what everyone said. It must have been animals. No, no person could do that. Not to another. But they were cut. They weren't shredded. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, R- you're fine. I'm Ralston sorry. had a wound in his back that likely killed him in the back of his the back of his head. Thank you for your help. Are you doing okay over there, Bruno? I've been better. <laughs> that was a good shot in the dark. I'm tired. I would like to head back to bed. Okay. You say anything else, Terry, before you leave? Just, we'll speak more of this later. Are you? Uh, how long are you guys going to be in this area? Until they say that we leave. Probably, I imagine, the monarchy are already on their way to stake claim to what we found. And then, then we'll move on. Just uh, one last question. Um, do, do you trust Aubrey and everything she said to you about what's happened? I don't trust anyone anymore, but she's done nothing to suggest anything terrible. Just another person trying to live and keep herself and her own interests safe. Okay. I'm sorry for what I did to you. She says to Bruno. Because she shot you. Yeah. In the chest. <laughs> with a critical success. It's It's been a very stressful evening, I'm sure, for all parties. Okay. I'll right. get up and start walking away. Okay. So you all leave her be. Do you take the, the boat back or anything? No, I'll let her keep it. Okay. And she lets you keep the token okay. as well. And you all head back. Do you just go back to bed? No, I, oh, want, to, <laughs> I yeah. want to take them away from the camp a little bit and say, follow me for a second. You want to go off into the middle of the woods? Not in the middle of the woods, just where we can still see the camp, but we're out of earshot of everybody. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. No one's around to eavesdrop. This would be the best time to talk. Okay, do we need Chobi and Bear and Zofia? Well, we're being escorted somewhere by someone, and if we wake everyone up, it's possible he could listen as well. Okay. And we don't want Madeline to find out if there's any other information that she wants. Okay. We'll make it quick, because I want to go banish this. I feel like really I feel like there's a there's a schism starting to form in the group. The soldiery types, the warrior yeah. types, are like we can't trust these freaking commoners. And we're all friends. So, here. so what do you say? Born in blood. So what? What do you think happened? Because I feel as though he's been putting on a front 
He has this book about overthrowing the monarchy. He manages to put everyone at ease by being this person who wants to help everyone, and then he magically sneaks away. All of the bodies are cut to pieces, and his best friend is killed and put to rest politely with a symbol that he made for him. I mean, it might be just Aubrey using a weird way to say shredded. I mean, but I mean, you look at this in my back. I mean, that barely hit me. I mean, I wouldn't call it a cut. I would call it shredded, but who knows? So maybe he was killed by, maybe they were killed by people, all those people who I think, to go find him. I think that it's possible that I feel like we don't have we don't have enough, enough pieces, but I feel like it's possible that he is the person who did it. I mean, we have no idea. We've never even met Gabriel. We don't know how he is as a person. All we have is the information that has been told to us. I don't think anyone knows who anyone is as a person, especially if they're hiding something. And this book being illegal is something that seems like it's a big thing to hide. And it being his and not with his sister Mains, maybe he is actually the person who is behind the decision to attack I that mean, place. Potentially, it could be. We don't know for sure if this is just the materials that he arrived here with, or if these are things that he went out of his way to, you know, procure. Did, but did they check our stuff when we got on the barge? Or when we came into the island? Did they no, go through any of our stuff? No, your stuff check. was going, getting on Ooh, the barge. prisoners, though. Getting on the barge. And on the barge, they, they kind of looked through it to make sure there wasn't anything weird. It, in, would like, be, like it would be pretty hard to hide an illegal book if they go through your stuff, right? Books are fairly big. You it, say it was a big book. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like the size of like this Vihinder core rule book, but, you know. <laughs> nice plug. Yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, we're playing the game. I don't really think that's a plug. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's fairly big, yeah. So you, I... I could make the assumption it would be difficult to hide. Yeah, this thing's a couple hundred pages. I mean, if it was something smaller, he could have hit it up his butt, but, you know. (laughs) I don't know. All I have to say is that we don't have enough information at this time. And I'm tired. And it has been... I I can't quite possibly... I can't think straight at this point. It's been stressful. We got attacked by whatever that thing was. And And Bruno almost died yes like i cannot lose him and you don't understand i just i need to rush shut up (laughs) (laughs) just goes i just imagine she slaps him it's a very much love hate relationship and she's just i can't i can't handle this right now and i feel like we just we need to make a decision as a group you know we can go we'll research this place with this guy and then whenever we separate you know we can kind of put our clues together there but I know I joke that I'm the team leader, but I mean, we all all in this together, and no one's really the, no one's really the leader. So if we make any decisions about these people, we need to make them together. Sorry, by the way, for not listening to you and coming up. We can oh. talk later then. Okay, let's go back. I need right. to go bandage myself up. So you go, uh, you head back. You go ahead and make your heel check. You like, where are you at? Moderately. Uh, uh, make a check, right? Slightly is not. Um, Wait, did you already roll check. for your wound? I did. It was five. Okay. Moderately, I have to, right? I have to roll for a heal check? Oh, for a heal check, yeah. So, moderately is a routine check. Yeah, I passed. Okay. So, you spend a little time while both Emily and Erwin settle back in around the campfire where you see Cho- or, yeah, where you see Chovy and Bear 
and Zofia just slumbering away. Morning eventually comes, and the three of you wake probably uh, first. Oh, that was a great risk. You feel pretty good, actually, uh, and you can go ahead and move all the way back up on your fail track. I can't. So the three of you didn't really get a full night's sleep, so I'll say no. But the three of you feel really good, and then... Uh, Do we go... We don't move up at all, not even to Imperil? Yeah, you guys are at Imperil. You're fine. Oh, okay. You just didn't get a full night. I was double checking. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you had a busy night. Uh, do you... We don't have to like role play it all out, but do you do you pull them aside and debrief them, the, the three that weren't there, about what happened, or are you keeping this from them? We'll group. We'll tell them. Okay. Unless you guys don't. All, do. all it is is one of you only has to yeah. make the decision. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I'll let them know how I definitely like woke up with a knife to my throat. Okay. Are you okay, Bruno? You're injured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a rough two days. You guys sleep at all? What the heck? Not enough. Got these rings underneath their eyes. Yeah. Bags, whatever they're called. And then uh, Emily just kind of like pulls them aside and shows them the token. Sure. And uh, it's like, uh, this is the token that uh, Ralston, Ralston. Was, yeah. was holding when sure. he died. So are you going to hang around here any further? Are you going to talk to anyone any further? Or are you going to speak with Reinhold and head out again to try to find the other site? Sophia Where'd would look found? around to see if there was anyone that seemed to be kind of like eyeing us or anyone that seemed interested in our presence. Or uh, I mean, people are looking at you because you're random people that just appeared out of nowhere in the middle of a forest way the hell north <laughs> of any sort of civilized city. But other than that, no, I mean, no one's... Yeah. We have... Madeline gave us a copy of the report, right? Mm-hmm. I want to read through... Would you have kept it or would you have left that in the in the chest back? That's a good point. I don't know. I wasn't given it. it wasn't well, I mean, given to me. It's a report of I, I what mean, happened. Joby's in charge. I think Joby's the one who's in charge of the chest. So the Joby, report you... wasn't given to me. So okay, I'll just ask if someone has it. The report's on what cart. happened up here, right? Correct. Yes, yeah. like I mean, the official, like... like the official, like incident report. Yeah, that the Plumhawk Trading Company would fill out for like insurance purposes, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, we would have bring it. Yeah, Zofia has it. She confirmed this though. Can I see it for a minute? Absolutely. I want to read through it and see if it mentions cuts or anything like that. Uh, it does not go into that much detail. It says the uh, the bodies, uh, the desecrated uh, remains, and that that's like kind of the extent of the description. Okay. It doesn't. It's not like a a modern day yeah. medical examiner report or anything. Sure. Like that. I mean, we can try making another. She's um, not going to talk to us anymore. Okay. Well, I guess if, if we're not going to go talk to Aubrey, then we might as well just get going for the day. Yeah, let's go I check agree. out the site. All right. So you track down Reinhold. I had the greatest night's sleep, everybody. It was delightful. That's uh, nice. Hey, it wasn't just only me, then. Oh, man. The, uh, they lent me a, a bedroll. Very polite people here. Good folk. So, uh, off we go. Uh, so he's going to go ahead and start heading a little bit further west, northwest from here. Um, so when he describes specifically where you're going, like you guys are fairly deep in the forest at this point. And when you have the ability to see beyond the tree cover, you can, I mean, like the elevation as you're going up, as you're going further, you know, deeper into the forest, you're also going up, you're mm-hmm. elevated. So like you're in the, the mountains themselves. These are, these are somewhat forested mountains. 
Um, and it's getting much colder and colder as the uh, the further north you go. And you're getting all sorts of these cold winds that are, that are hitting you. But you head like west-northwest a bit, um, a little bit further away. And it, uh, he tells you it's probably about a day and a half from here. Like you're going decently long travel. Uh, so I need someone to go ahead. Uh, he'll make the navigation check. Uh, but I need someone to go ahead and uh, make a quick scout check for me. Who's doing a scout check? Sure, I'll do it. Okay. I didn't, I'm bypassing the survival check because you guys stayed at the, the place last night. That is... Yeah, that's a seven. Okay. I can't read the D10 very well. So I've rolled a 77. Okay. That's a, that's, a that's, crit fail. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Uh, travel throughout most of the day is slow because it's raining uh, and it's a very cold rain and although the tree cover does give you some relief uh, it's not that much to be honest uh, and at a certain point all of you are just somewhat soaking wet and shivering like crazy by the time nightfall comes and you set up a campfire uh, you are you are all quite exhausted your feet are killing you uh, I need everyone here to go ahead and make a hard uh, toughness test I pay us. I rolled Fail. a 77 again. Wow. Jackpot. Pass. Okay. Those of you who failed, when morning comes, you, I mean, you're still cold. Your clothes are still sort of soggy. You feel achiness in your body. And you take 12 points of physical peril. When you wake up in the morning, you just feel, ugh. Critical fail takes 17 points of physical peril as you can barely you can barely sit up without just feeling this awful kink in your neck you can feel your feet are beginning to get a little cold it's not cold enough yet to worry about frostbite but definitely you're like with each step you just kind of feel the hard terrain beginning to, to rise up to reach you uh, Reinhold is doing just fine with a 25. Uh, okay. So you continue to travel northward a bit, and eventually uh, he brings you to a site uh, that appears to be somewhat of a clearing underneath a fairly tall ridge uh, from the mountains themselves. Almost like it's almost like a vertical, uh, like a vertical cliff. And you can see that probably about 300 yards up. There's this like this stone wall, this stone edifice. It's certainly natural. I don't want to suggest otherwise. And there's some scattered trees that are curving off to the west away from it. Uh, but it's still somewhat open to the sky, and it is raining again today. And you are getting pelted with these these cold drops that almost feel like hail, just hitting you one after the other. I would say all of you are probably in just a foul mood at this point. Tired, a little worn down, the buzzing in your ears from the night. Uh, but as you pass through the clearing and you get near uh, what looks to be some outcroppings of rock, scattered boulders here and there, uh, Reinhold says, Well, this is the place. We're all here. And he starts kind of pointing around. They say the bodies were scattered, mixed together, limbs, hands, legs, all over there. Right there. And he kind of points to just what looks to be uh, like it's bad. Like it's like it's definitely 
earth, but it looks like there's like a mound, for instance. Like, not like a hill, but just like a mound. They're uh, piled up. You might pile up trash or something. All of them. As far as I know, all the ones that they found anyway. We'll go check this out, guys. Just don't forget, he doesn't know anything about that whole Ralston stuff. That's something mm-hmm. you all learned separate from him. And so to him, they're all just kind of over there. So you go over to the mound, and it's, again, it's just it's just dirt. Uh, as, you ex- as you inspect it, nothing's growing. There's no blades of grass, no weeds, no flowers. You can see that there's other specks of, of grass here and there, undergrowth uh, beneath the trees. There's no roots. There's nothing. It's just sort of dead. It's just dead dirt. Now, as you're doing that, your eyes are drawn a little bit away to what looks to be this about... I say about a ten foot tall outcropping of like this dark, dark gray rock of some kind, and one side of it is relatively smooth, and then like on the on the eastern side of it, facing that large cliff-like edifice, you can see it's jagged on that side too, and you notice carved that there's as you're looking carefully as you as you're kind of standing up looking up as you're pegged in the eye with a, with a cold eye drop or a, cl- a cold raindrop I should say you look and you see that there's some sort of symbol that has been carved into this stone edifice of some kind and it's above you because you're only like three and a half feet tall but it's a good six or seven feet up pointing out the bear bear do you, you see that symbol what oh upon the stone mm-hmm. Let's see if I can take a peek at it so you wander over and you look a little bit more closely and you see what looks to be like a bending line of some kind this undulating little line that kind of curves downward and then upward again and then off to the side and there's a bunch of cross hatches uh, moving across it and something about it about it seems interesting to you as if like you, you might have seen this before you're not really sure and i have already passed over to bear another piece of paper you have found yet another clue to in one episode. This is pretty amazing. Wow. So, yeah, you're taking a look at it, and immediately, like, off the top of your head, doesn't, like, you have to th- sit and think, and it just looks, it's not, it's, it's clearly not natural. Yeah. This is clearly not some sort of crevice, not some just sort of naturally formed crack. It is quite clearly has been etched into it in some way. How like a map or something? Like it's, not that, it's not that intricate. It's not that intricate. It's more just like kind of a winding curve like a snake, right? And then some some like cross hatches in it. Oh. Looking at it, if you would like, if you want to try to learn a little bit more about it, it unfortunately would be a arduous education test. Arduous is like negative 30? It's negative 30. Yeah. This is... One of those things that is, you look at it, it seems significant to you. This isn't the first time you found a strange symbol carved into a tree or a rock somewhere in the forest. And sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's not. Let's but see if uh, anything comes You can mind. call other people over and do whatever you like, but it's something that's going to, it, it's it's a very, yeah, it's hard. This is significant. Right, I'll, I'll just see what okay. I can think of first. Yeah, no. Okay. So you look at it, you're not really sure what it is. It just looks almost like a... I'll just call... Cock your head a little bit. 
call Zopio or like, like, uh, I guess I have to lift you up to say, so he can see I it. I can't, I can't see like, what you're like pointing to. Like four and a half. I feel like I've seen this she, before. She can probably see it. Okay. You, you know what this is? It, it's definitely not natural. Maybe something like it. Maybe not that specific symbol. Maybe something similar to it. Something about the cross hatchings across, you know. Oh, just, you wish you went to school. You wish you learned more. You wish you were more As book learned. You curse these these strong, calloused hands. This this laborer work. <laughs> and now it just doesn't doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. Mm-hmm. But it's, you just know it. You just know in your mind that there's something important to this. At the very least, it dawns on you that how easy it was to see this. You walked into the clearing and. and you look at it now, and it's impossible to miss. And you look around, and you're like, this this outcropping, this tall, 10-foot-tall rock that's smooth on one side, jagged on another, that's in the shadow of this incredibly tall, flat cliff place. It's a very distinct spot. Yeah. If you were to describe this to somebody, it's very unique. And then to add on top of it, a special marking of some kind. There's nothing in the report about that at all. Nothing at all. And it dawns on you that maybe, even though you don't know the significance of the symbol itself, you're starting to think that it probably was used as a way to mark a significant location, whether it's something ritual or maybe it's just simply a meeting place. You're not sure. But with how unique this place is, it's impossible to confuse this location with somewhere else. Just the various ingredients of it in this particular symbol. And they found the bodies here. There can't be a coincidence. Is there a way up to the cliff? It's sheer cliff face. Like it's, okay. it's I mean, it would be an incredibly dangerous climb. I'll call over Erwin to... I know he's had some experience with sketches, so maybe he can sketch this little symbol down. And of all the people, he's the only one with, like, I think, an academic background, so... Mm-hmm. Strangely enough. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think you have education, I though, don't. unfortunately. Unfor- yeah. I Sorry, can't guys. choose that, unfortunately. You can switch it out. Spend 200. All right. I didn't know that at the time, otherwise I probably would have, but that's you still, you still can. I'll take a second to look at it, and... Mm. Just before, like, I want to see if it's similar to, like, the etchings on the, on, like, the wooden coin to see if it, like, the handwriting is similar as I'm thinking about it. You take a look. There's no handwriting on the coin. It's just a wooden etching of ripples on a pool. Yeah. And there's nothing that you would say, there's nothing that suggests, there's no sort of signature on the coin. There's nothing to suggest it's the same. Like, you, you couldn't. Flip to fail. Here we go. 21. And I'm really close. Wow. That's unfortunate. It's negative 30, right? Mm-hmm. I missed by three. Oh, my gosh. That would have been amazing. I'm going to re-roll and see if I can get a little There's bit There's no way you're going to get any closer, but go for it. Yeah. I can't reach it. Okay. Just going to do it once. Okay. Nope. I went the other way. We have this a bunch time it's more in there, thanks to all of, uh, all of Bruno's failing. Yeah, this so is, hopeful. This is a remote piece of information that it's not going to be easily available. Maybe we can find someone that'll know more about it back Possibly. at the Abbey. That's more uh, educated. I'll try one more time. Okay. One more time. 
I am going the wrong way. Yeah, I figured like you were so close the first time. There was no way. You're yeah, I'm going the wrong closer. way. Okay. Uh, I'll do my best to remember what it looks like. So, I mean, I have my journal. I can yeah sketch it out. Okay, so if you want to take a few minutes to do that, absolutely. And then Emily is staring at that pile of mm-hmm. like where there's no dirt growing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no plants growing. Or no plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No dirt growing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm having a good night, guys. It's all good. And uh, she looks at at Bruno and she goes, "Do you do you know what that looks like to me?" Amount of dead bodies? I'm not so much, but a, a burial ground, perhaps. Oh, that's what I meant. Like a desecrated burial ground. Oh, I mean like not the people who died here? Is that what they're looking for? No, no, I just... She, she kind of looks over to our guide and she's like, Do you know if they just buried the bodies there or did they burn them or... Not sure, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't bury them here. We got, we got a graveyard back. That him. I imagine they had friends, family. Probably, uh, probably buried him back there. Did it rain at all? The What's that? uh, the days that within like a week or two of when uh, all this happened, did it rain? Do you remember? It's raining right now. I can't remember, uh, but I mean, it took me a couple of days to get over here, and I'm sure it rained at least once. Okay. It's uh, it's not a dry climate up here. No, it's then just. Wondering if anything would be dried up that wouldn't have been knocked off by the rain if it happened. Can't say. I'll claw away at the dirt mountain and see if I can find something. Okay. So you claw away for a while, digging and digging and digging. You just keep churning up this kind of black-brown dirt. So as you as you dig a couple of feet down, it isn't until you're about ready to give up that you kind of feel something. A rock, finally. Like for a while, it's just it's just constant, like hard earth, and it's ripping away. By the way, at your fingertips, and you're gonna go ahead and take uh, six points of physical peril as you're just like your fingernails are kind of getting all all like ripped apart. It's cold too, so like it's it's like it's really doing going to town. But as you get you kind of dust away some of the dirt, your fingers connect with some kind of rock maybe the size of your fist and you pull it out and it's the most peculiar looking rock you've seen kind of colorful almost glowing in some way you feel this like strange waft of dizziness just kind of overtake you as you hold it in your hands for a second and then you have to steady yourself really quick just feel a little Confused. Hey guys, I found something. So you pick it up, you show it around. All of you look at it. I would say none of you immediately capable of off the top of your heads recognizing it. After some study, you might be fine. But you stand up and dust your hands off. Wander around, show it to a couple other people. Every time one of you gets relatively close to it, you just... I feel like a strange little buzz come over you. Just like the, 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 the subtlest little thing. Maybe it's just exhaustion overtaking you. And as you hand it over to somebody, maybe Erwin, he's the smart one. You guys hear a snap. And you see a figure step out from behind a tree off to the west. And then you see another figure from another tree step out from behind. And you see another, and another, 
As you look closely, their faces are just not right. Their eyes on one side are like sagged down to the cheekbone. On the other side, a little bit higher, a jaw just offset. You see one of them where their arm should have been is this whipping tentacle. One of them steps forward, face this awful dread. Doesn't say anything to you at first, but then you hear this like horrible, gnarly voice. Hey everybody, Jeff here again, just saying thank you for listening to episode 15 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. Uh, kind of a spooky little end there. Uh, the party's got themselves in a wee bit of a pickle. Uh, now, anyway, for the past few weeks, we have been running a giveaway up on Twitter, and uh, we're now ready to announce that winner. But before we do, uh, we want to extend our appreciation to everyone who entered uh, and we hope that we'll continue following us. We hope that you'll continue listening to the podcast uh, and, uh, and and hope we, uh, we get to see some of the stuff that you're producing, the content that you're creating, and just generally any kind of feedback you might have on the podcast along the way. Uh, and so I hope all of our new followers enjoy listening to the show. Uh, now we've got plans to do more of these giveaways over time. Uh, maybe some more Zweihander goodies, maybe some more RPG goodies. Uh, we'll see. And we're probably going to try to extend uh, the ways in which you can enter next time around. Maybe throw something them, some of them up on Instagram, maybe Facebook, some other, some other methods for entry. Uh, anywho, uh, here we go. So the winner of our first ever giveaway is Alexandro Delon. So uh, we'll be shipping out to you uh, your Zweihander Core rulebook probably tomorrow, uh, along with a few other goodies. Got these little bookmarks uh, that help you keep track of the the many, many pages that, uh, that are in this core rulebook. So uh, we hope you enjoy Zweihander. Uh, and if you ever have any questions, or if you ever, uh, while you're reading the rulebook, learn something we're doing wrong, uh, reach out to us uh, up on Twitter. Uh, before I go, I want to do my customary begging slash request for likes and subscriptions and reviews uh, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, if you could. Definitely helps with visibility of the podcast. Stitcher would be great as well. Uh, but honestly, anywhere that you can uh, provide feedback to us, a thumbs up, a couple stars, a couple words, uh, we would definitely love to have some of those. Uh, if you have any feedback that you want to send directly to us, maybe you caught a rules error, or maybe uh, you got a question about something going on in the podcast, you can reach out to me on Twitter at lollygaggerco, or check us out on Instagram, or uh, Ashley's running our Facebook, or you can just head over to our website at thelollygaggers.com, and you can get kind of links to all of our various social media platforms, at least those of us that are actually on social media. Also, and I announced this kind of a couple weeks ago, uh, we made our campaign wiki public. If you want to follow along with some of our notes, uh, take a look at our conspiracy trackers. You can read the the clues and the leads that the, that the party's been uncovering, and you can even see some of the maps of the ruin. Uh, and you can find the link to this in the episode description. And that's it for this week. So if you want to check back next Monday for episode 16, you can see if and how anyone in the party actually survives this little kerfuffle that they found themselves in. Uh, we hope everyone has a great week, and uh, we'll see you with episode 16.